Money Without Limits podcast with me, your host, Deborah Daniel. I'm passionate, actually obsessed about helping people make more money, keep more money and continuously grow their money. I'm a CPA by trade and an entrepreneur with a 30 year success record as the owner of Charter Accounting and Tax Services. I take enormous pride in helping my clients save more money on their taxes and make giant strides in building their personal and build this business wealth. But helping people save taxes is really, and have the best systems and processes in their business, it's really only part of the story. I've been watching business owners, especially women, struggle with making real money, profit, and impact in their businesses for nearly 30 years. Too many of them are working 80 plus hours for themselves just to avoid working 40 hours for someone else and not even making as much money as they could in a job. Why are some of them able to make the equation work while others aren't? That's the purpose behind the movement that I've founded called Women's Wealth Secrets. And in this podcast is just one of the ways that I share these insider secrets of what it takes to be successful, no matter what successful means to you in this entrepreneurial life. And one of the ways I share these secrets is bringing to you, my listeners, some of the amazing women and some smart men in my pool of contacts that are making the equation work and share some of their success secrets with you. So today I'm really excited. This is going to be a great conversation. I'm bringing to you Tracy Repchuk, someone that I've known for probably about close to a decade now, um, who I 100% admire and love and look as a, all things technology, internet. I mean, she was here when the internet started and um, and she is just my go-to person on that. But let me tell you a little bit more about her formal, um, who she really is. She's a nine time, nine time, number one international best-selling author, including 31 Days to Millionaire Marketing Miracles from Wiley Publishing. She's she's a world-renowned speaker in over 37 countries, including China, Dubai, Brazil, Africa, Australia, Singapore, UK, and more. She's an award-winning entrepreneur, writer, and speaker since 1985, when at the age of 19, she started her software company. I thought I started early in my early 20s, but she's got me beat. So over 20, she's got over 20 awards, including from Senate, Assembly, the White House, and President Obama. She's a pioneer. truly a pioneer on the internet developing uh, developing brands, websites, SEO, and now social media since 1994, and currently serving on the Forbes Coaching Council, Amazon Influencer, and LinkedIn Advisor Program. So people are listening to what she has to say. So you need to listen up today. She runs her own 501c3 foundation to help underprivileged women to gain life and business skills so they can be independent and run a business from anywhere with confidence. She's also certified, she's a certified management accountant, a certified social and community manager, certified search marketing specialist, certified customer optimization specialist, certified community management specialist. I mean, she is just certified in everything that we need to know, right? She's a global leader in strategic thinking for increased market reach, serving thousands of clients around the world to help you reach millions with your message. And she's actually a featured expert in over 22 national and local TV stations. So I'm really proud that she's here on my podcast, Uh right? As a trusted resource for technology, internet, and social media, including ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, and featured in three motivational movies. Amazing. Amazing. Tracy. I mean, that doesn't even really, I mean, that's like the accolades, but the person is so amazing as well. I mean, so I really, really appreciate you being with us today and sharing this part. I mean, because this is such a huge part of the equation, right? I mean, it, it fits so much in with my make more, keep more, grow more. I mean, today we've got to be 
in this digital world. I mean, mm-hmm. as well, I mean, pre-COVID it was important anyway, right? But now it's <laughs> now it's like it's like uh, survival. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we might have we might have been kicking and screaming to get on the internet before, but now we're like, get on there or go away, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so we, Do or I mean, die. So many things. There's so many things that that Tracy and I could talk to you to, to the listeners about and and share with you. But we're going to focus a little bit on my, you know, from the perspective of money without limits. We're going to talk a little bit about prosperity today. I mean, Tracy is really someone. She's a thought leader in so many things. But I mean, she's going to really. Let's just start the conversation, Tracy, with what you define as prosperity. Okay, great, great place to start. And I love how you spoke about the the equation part of it. What I'm going to take you through today is almost like the equation of prosperity, because a lot of times people look at the definition or the word and don't realize the steps that must occur in the back of that. So prosperity is the flourishing, thriving, good fortune and successful, successful um, social status. Prosperity often produces um, great wealth. Um, it produces, uh, you know, happiness and health. And really, it's taking a look at a state that allows a person to deliver from their overflow and prevents them from constantly emptying their cup, leading to exhaustion, overwhelm, and frustration. And how you feel determines where you are um, in terms of prosperity. I love that. I love that because it really is. And that goes a lot in with my definition of, of wealth. I mean, wealth, I mean, the money wealth is kind of the lowest vibrational wealth that there is. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. we have to have the money yeah. to, you know, pay the bills and we can't give, I mean, if our cup is empty, our money cup is empty. We can't, there is no overflow. Like you're saying, That's right. then to me, there's this, the levels of wealth go up when then you have that relationship wealth that, you know, your contacts and your, mm-hmm. and you know, the people that you can impact and then your knowledge wealth, like you and I share all the time with people mm-hmm. that we have this wealth and we don't hoard it for ourselves. We don't hold it right. tight. We're able to, to give it because we feel like we have so much. And then eventually spiritual wealth to me is the epitome where we are, you know, really living in our purpose. Right. So I think this is so much in alignment with everything that I really talk about and, and believe. It is. Yeah. Agreed. So it, it, what, what do you think is really changed? I mean, has, is, is building prosperity really fundamentally different in today's world than it, I mean, has that also become a evolve evolution or a pivot like we're hearing on everything else? I mean, I mean, is it really, what's different about it now? Well, you know, it's interesting. The, the really, the only difference right now, um, kind of what I can see is the urgency of it. For 15 years, I've talked about creating an online presence, building your list, creating an online program as a plan B. Now, plan B is creating a situation where perhaps you or a loved one had a health issue or something, or if you wanted to move towards that freedom lifestyle by being able to kind of make money while you sleep, you could. Well, plan B time is here now because if you're not getting this in place, you're not solidly kind of online and 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 um, really moving it to the market where the market is, then um, you know you're just going to be prolonging your arrival at a kind of a, a a place of prosperity so that you can start to deliver from your overflow. Right, right. I mean, because I think everybody knew that, I mean, everybody was doing some of this, right? I mean, but I mean, there were so many people that, 
I mean, like we even had clients forever. We have a portal. We have clients that are around the country, but really we were using the portal primarily for those people that weren't local. Most of the local people were still coming to us. Mm -hmm. Right. And so then COVID happened and people are, I mean, we still had a full, you know, six weeks of the main tax season when that really happened. And people are like, how do we get our stuff to you? I mean, it, it just mm -hmm. forced us. I mean, I think this was coming. I mean, like it you've was. been saying, you've been, you've been, you know, John the Baptist out in the wilderness, get on the internet for the past That's 15 right. years or whatever. <laughs> I mean, now we're like, get on the internet is it's not, it's not a matter of choice really now. It's a matter of survival. Correct right? hundred percent. That's, that's the main difference right there. Yeah. Well, you know, so, I mean, we've got, we've got some time and I want to really get into the meat of some of the things that you can tell us. So tell me, you know, if somebody's ready to build their wealth and, and ready to really start building prosperity are, you know, what are some of the things I need to consider? I mean, what are the first things? Some people are like, well, I can't even keep my lights on, Deborah. I mean, yeah. fast track me here. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. So let's go over those. There's really six that I focus on. There's a lot when it comes to building anything, but there are six main factors that um, when I get a new client on, these are what we take a look at. So one of the first ones is time. We all have the same 24 hours. So how are you spending your time? Are you watching TV? Are you learning? Are you making the cash register ring? Or are you involved in busy work that never seems to get you ahead? And so this is where now we start with the, the equalizer of all beings and we take a look at where you're spending your time. I love that because I say that a lot of the time too. I mean, you know, of course money is important, but we could always earn more money. Right. But we can't right. buy any more time. Correct. But exactly. I, I mean, yeah. kind of along some of your lines, I think what you're talking, I kind of have four pillars that I think are really important. And it's, you know, how can I, you know, make more money? You know, does it get me more time? Does mm -hmm. it get me more relationships or does it get me health? I mean, to me, those are my pillars that I follow. Those are kind of Perfect. my money non-negotiables. I call them yeah. when yeah. I, um, have to make a money decision. If it fits into one of those four areas, then I'm, you know, I'm kind of, I mean, it's not a hard yes, but it's a mm -hmm. pretty good chance that I'm going to say yes, if it seems like it's going to be one of those. And I think awesome. along the lines of some of the things you're talking about. So exactly. What's, what's the next thing? So the next uh, number two is focus. So successful use of time comes from the habit of focus. So, it, you know, do you get distracted? Do you go onto social media, go down a hole? What happened with the election? What happened with the news? What's happening with COVID? What are you putting your attention on? And the second law of attraction is what you put your attention on grows stronger in your life. So if you're putting your attention on, I have no money, I'm struggling, everything is hard, I never get ahead that will grow and the universe will deliver. And I understand that that might be the truth, right? That is the situation that you're in the physical universe as, but only you can change it. And it starts by putting your attention on the right things. And you, we, you mentioned that spirituality aspect in the beginning. This is a little bit of kind of the mindset, the spiritual, the, the rising above the situation that you're in and really kind of just operating um, on creating that new um, paradigm. Right. And you just can't ignore the mindset part. I mean, I, I see so often people that have really great businesses, probably better businesses than business number B, right? But, but they have that either a 
lack mentality or they, they hold on to their money so tight that they don't want to spend money to invest mm-hmm. money. It right. is their mindset, not their skill set that's keeping right. them from being wealthy versus this other person who maybe, you know, is barely hanging on as far as business strategies, but has the right attitude and is getting out there and doing the activities and believing that they can do it and they're yeah. more successful. I mean, yeah. it really is mindset over skill set, I think. Yeah, exactly. And then you you have to if your if your skill set isn't even there yet, right? You're still in that that build process, then that's where man, your mindset better carry you all the way. I I remember when I started in the internet, right? I I had data, but not when it came to internet marketing. Internet and internet marketing were two different things. So, when I started um back in 2006 as a true what I'll call full-time internet marketer, um, then that required all new skill sets. So I invested over a hundred grand in my first five months to get those skill sets up. And, you know, it's not money I had sitting around, right? I had to credit card the thing. And, and it's because this belief that I had in myself that I knew with these skills, my mindset could also carry me through to the next levels. And, and again, I, you know, like you, man, I had a husband and I come, come home and I'd say, I just spent 10 grand on a program and, and he would, you know, a little, little baby freak out. Um, and so you have to stand in your own confidence and certainty that what you put into yourself, you're going to get back tenfold. Right. And that, that is across the board. I think it's so true for entrepreneurs. I mean, I started my business. I mean, you started at a very young age, 19. I was, I literally had only been married about, uh, gosh, not even very long, six months, I guess I'd gotten recruited away from one corporate job to another. And I absolutely hated it. And I was embarrassed to go back to my old boss and say, can I have my job back? So I started a business. I mean, like, okay, I'll just start a business. I mean, and I did not even, it did not even occur to me that that wasn't a good idea. I just knew Mm -hmm. I could do it, but I, I literally had never even done a tax return before I started my business. I went to the H and R block class, you know, and sat in that while I was still working at my corporate job. So I I could figure out where to put the things on the line. I mean, I knew, the accounting. I knew the tax law, but I mean, they don't teach you in, in college where to put the, you know, where to put the stuff yeah. on the forms. Yeah. So I literally, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, I, I look back at it now. I'm like, you're thinking, Oh my God, I was so crazy. But yeah. I mean, I think most entrepreneurs have that. I can do it. It proved me wrong instead of prove that I can do it. You know, I mean, yeah. attitude, you know, hundred oh, percent. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So what's your next step? So the next step is a level of commitment. Okay. So that's a state or quality of being dedicated to a cause or activity. So what are you committed to right now? If you need money to pay the bills, then you need to commit to that activity. If you're building and scaling your business, then you need to do the activity that's and that steps that kind of make that happen. That would mean that in that situation, you'd need to understand there's investment and resources involved. So you have to understand and know where you are and work specifically on that. Right, right, exactly. And so, I mean, and I think that's why coaching and mentoring is so important because, yeah. I mean, the thing is you need someone, but I also think you got to make sure you get the right coach because there's a lot of people out there that are awesome marketers. I'm that, a coach. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> coach. Um, but it, it's, it, it has to be someone, make sure that it's someone that's been where you want to be, right? Yeah. I mean, they're not figuring out how to do it with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's but, right. I mean, exactly. And this comes up all the time in conversing, especially with women. I mean, when we decided to be in business for ourselves, we didn't 
really realized how much it was going to be by ourselves a little bit. And um, we don't have that like board of directors like they do at Coca-Cola to, you know, right. pass ideas by and things like that. And that's why it's so important to be involved in so many levels of community, be it networking or masterminds and things like that along those exactly. same lines to, to, to yep. further that commitment that you have to, to move into the next level. Those activities, if I wasn't mentored and coached and trained and took someone else's yellow brick road to expedite my path, I wouldn't have gotten where I was. There's just, I would have been struggling for 10 years to get where I did in five months. Right. Awesome. Awesome. But the thing is, and then that comes back to, and very much related to the money thing is you've got to spend money to make money. I mean, no one just plops in there and automatically is making money. I mean, it takes... I mean, fortunately, it's a lot easier, I think, in the internet world than it was, or, or certainly when it when I started my business. Gosh, to buy just Me a too. computer, like a clunky what? old computer with a huge monitor, five grand, and exactly <laughs> now I can buy a whole network. I, mean, I know eight grand for a printer. I mean, <laughs> I remember those days. The barrier to entry to start a company was huge when we began. Uh, eight grand a month I was spending on yellow pages, and if you didn't spend it, you didn't exist. Oh, there exactly. Was no I remember those yellow pages ads. And Oh my gosh. And now, man, you got a laptop internet connection, you're opening up a business. And I think that's where the um, kind of the uh, what, whatever that word is, um, fantasy that you don't have to spend money to, to, to kind of get yourself going comes from because that um, illusion of barrier to entry is, is so low. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, but the thing is that comes down to, and I don't, I know this isn't what we're talking about today, but the thing mm-hmm. is, it is very little cost to enter, but then yeah. how do you get seen? Right. I mean, in this, in yeah. this sea of, yeah. you know, Sameness. if somebody were to type in my zip code CPA, yeah. they'd probably get hundreds of them. How mm-hmm. does someone find me? I right. mean, when they had the yellow pages ad, we said, Oh, well, that person bought the biggest ad. So they must be right. good. <laughs> that's right. That's exactly how it was gauged. That's right. If you were a little, that's why it was eight grand. If you were a little nothing ad, man, nobody found you. Exactly. Yeah. You're on like page six of the CPA. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's right. Little line, little box, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, awesome. And so now, um, so we've talked about focus. We've talked about time. We've talked about commitment. What, yeah. what what's next? So the next one is recognizing opportunity. So now this is different than squirrel or chasing that bright, shiny object. This is seeing something that will definitely move the needle towards your major goal. And um, a lot of times, and that's where a lot of discernment needs to come into place. An example of an opportunity is the perfect coach comes along and, oh my God, they're 25 grand. Well, I don't have that, but I need that, right? It's, it's a question of how do you start to um, measure and, and recognize that that's a key critical piece you may need in the evolution and unfolding for you to get to where you want to go. Um, and, and it might be partnerships, strategic partnerships. There might There's so many things that will come across you. Some will be complete and utter distractions and others will be opportunity. And you need to get very good at trusting your instincts and at understanding which those are. And if you don't know... That's where you have to have a coach in your life. You need that person where, I mean, I have people phone me constantly. Clients phone me constantly. Should I invest in that? No, 
You know, should I? Or yes, no. that's the perfect one. And, and that's because you're one of exactly you're one of those. <laughs> and that's because I have a 360 degree viewpoint. You are in the forest. You're in the weeds. I know where you're going. And so I know what will exactly slot in. And a lot of times, too, it's just an out of sequence thing like, oh, my God, there's this great package for traffic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to go get it. Well, no. What are you driving the traffic to? We need to back it up and get the thing in like a landing and get the site in that's going to leverage the new traffic that's coming in. And so again, then it comes down to a sequence. And that's why again, coaches are important and recognizing that, that is so there's opportunity. That's so important, Tracy, because I see that from the money perspective and from their systems and processes in their business or why they're not making enough money. They're doing the right things a lot of the time, but not in the right order. You know? they're, yep. they're, like, they're like doing all this logo work and all this stuff. And they don't even really know what their brand is. I don't even really know who they're selling to right. or actually what of the products that they're selling actually yeah. are profitable for them. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I get so many clients that are literally, they have the website, they have a landing page, they have a product, they have a program, they're a coach, they're the, nothing's producing money. And this is where the strategy comes in now to weave a, that whole thing together. It really means at that point, all the sales funnels are not in place that are taking someone from the beginning journey of awareness all the way end to the, you know, to the referrer. Exactly. Exactly. Because I think it does come down to the shiny objects a little bit because people are like, oh, do this, you know, do this Instagram yeah. program. You'll get this, do this, yeah. you'll get this. I mean, and it's a lot of noise. I yeah, mean, it is. There. And it, it is. there's a lot of FOMO too, that fear of missing out. Like, oh my gosh, I got to do this thing because if yeah. I don't do it, then, then I'm going to fall behind. That's right. Oh, if I'm not on Instagram with my perfect brand, mm -hmm. then um, this isn't going to produce money. Well, the, the bottom, the question before that is, it is does Instagram have your buyers and right. can you penetrate that marketplace to get those buyers? And are you going to purely focus 100% of your efforts on doing that? Right. Which, which in most cases means ads, right? So yes, we can all look pretty and branded all across our social media. And I agree to that, but then it comes back down to, Oh, where are you spending your time? Did any of that make the cash register ring today? Well, mm -hmm. now, now we've got an issue with, with my next thing actually, which is productivity. <laughs> right, 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 exactly, exactly. So tell us about what you think about the, the nuggets on productivity. Okay, good. So this is the next part and that is the results. Results are the measurement of productivity and productivity is where you spend your time to produce a result. So they go hand in hand. And this is really, this is the area where um, it will be revealed if you're working on your cash calendar or just doing busy work that feels important and vital to your business. The only thing that's vital to your business is money in the door and good delivery. So you need to just set your goal, what results you want, kind of, let's say by the end of the year and do the work that gets you there as indicated by measurable results. It really comes down to that simplicity. Exactly. Exactly. It's funny that you say that too, though. I, one thing that I, that comes up for me a lot, I actually am able to market and sell a lot of times. And then the problem is the fulfillment, not because of, I, mean, I just can't do all the work that I have in mm -hmm. getting a consistent team. I see that to be yeah. a real problem for a lot of entrepreneurs is, is getting motivating, leading. I mean, it's kind of like money. You aren't born knowing about money. You aren't mm -hmm. born knowing how to manage people either. I mean, oh, <laughs> I mean, trust me. I learned that one, man, the hard way, <laughs> real hard way. <laughs> 
because the thing is, I mean, if you're especially, especially entrepreneurs, I think we have this like can do attitude and like, you know, just see me yeah. only when you've got a problem that yeah. doesn't work when you're a solopreneur and you're doing all the work that might work. Mm. But when you're leveraging and you're mm. that, you know, multi seven, multi six, seven, seven plus figure business, yeah. you can't do all the work. I mean, there's not right. enough time in the day to do and, all the work, and- even if it's a, even if it's a kind of a passive um, product, because there's so much behind the scenes to sell that passive product. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that leads us to the exact, you brought the word up. The, the last and final kind of step of, of this is the leverage, right? How do you get more from less? And there's a, there's a great book out there. If you're, if you're a solopreneur and you want to get out of the weeds, you need to read the book, The E-Myth. Okay. It takes oh, yes, you yes. through the various pieces uh, from being the technician in your own business to being the CEO of your own business. And it's a great, it's a, it's a great little read. I have read it multiple times. I, I constantly um, uh, read that one to ensure that I'm not slipping into the technician role because I love to do the technician part. That's my problem <laughs> is mm-hmm. I like to just get in there and make the web work and make the, this work and, and, oh, I can fix that quicker than I can tell somebody. That's to do the that. real and problem so is constantly, to, you know, I can yeah. do it faster. You know, I can, oh, I always think I can do it faster, but the problem is right. If nobody's doing that, um, uh, then, then, you know, it's always going to be down to me and I'm always going to be in the weeds. And so right. it's a very fine line. And that's why that's, that's just a great book. And so leverage, how do you get more from less? And so are you leveraging what you have? Are you uh, in particular? And the biggest leverage that is neglected out there is a happy customer. And so you need to be getting referrals. You need to really be taking that to uh, the, the next step. Right. And so, so along that, I mean, do you think, I mean, do you think everybody should have as part of their digital world a little bit good video? What do you think the best way should you be getting testimonials like constantly? I mean, should we do them digitally, get them on our website? I mean, I mean, what is the best way to leverage? Is that one of a good way to leverage that? That's a, well, that's one of the leverage pieces, right? So step one is when you have a happy customer, you've hit, hit that, that point there, you get the testimonial, you get the video and yes, you put it out there. You put it on your website, you do a blog post about it. You promote them on your Facebook. All of those things are activities that produce, right? Powerful promotion. And then you say to that customer after that, I'm super glad you're happy. This is wonderful. Do you know anyone else that needs something similar to this? Or, you know, can you make a a referral or a recommendation, whatever, right? So it's taking, it's almost this two-step process um, uh, of taking advantage now of something you earned, by, by creating that hus- happy customer and something they're more than willing to do and cost them nothing. That is so true. And it's one, one of the trainings that I do, it's called the profit um, equation, the profit formula. And I talk about that a little bit. We spend so much, I see a lot of women spending a lot of time networking and that is amazing. And that's bringing new customers in. But I, the, uh, I talk about four different ways that you can make more money. One is get new customers. Two is raise your prices. And I've got a good strategy of how I, when I raise my prices, I um, show the new price, but I give clients like a loyalty discount. So they, so mm-hmm. say I go up a hundred dollars. I'm just using an example. Yeah. The new 
the old people might get a discount of 50 and they Same go with up us. $50, yeah. right? So, the, I mean, because I mean, I feel like lo loyalty gets you that a little bit I when agree. you stay with me for a long time. Yeah. Um, but then selling more to the current customers, because once a buyer, always a buyer, right? So yep. if you're selling, it's like if I'm selling them a tax return and they also want, you know, an audit package or they also want bookkeeping or they also want payroll or they also want financial planning, you know, all of a sudden that, that relationship, instead of being a quarter size is now the size of a, you know, a big circle. Um, right. But then also selling more frequently. I kid around. I say, gosh, you know, from a revenue standpoint, I wish tax season was every month. I mean, it would kill mm -hmm. me from a work standpoint, but I right. mean, we're spending so much time. I find a lot of women spending a lot of time and I love networking, but I mean, trying to find that new customer when the reality is again, once a buyer, always a buyer. I mean, yep. we should be leveraging those happy clients, mm -hmm. not just for new relations, new referrals, which of course we want, but also sell them more. They already exactly. like you. They've yeah, already yeah. bought into you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I have a three-part formula and one of them is increased frequency. And of course that's with the, the buyer that you got. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Don't go hunting for new ones. You've already got them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. Exactly. Well, that's what I really love about entrepreneurship to me um, is we have this ability to adjust our revenue, right? I give this example all the time. If you're heading to the orthodontist and they say, Sally needs braces and you need $5,000, you can't go to your employer and say, hey, boss, I need yeah. you know a raise for $5,000. It'd be like, go back to your office and get busy. Um, yeah. You know, versus if, if somebody said you need this thing for five thousand dollars, go sell something. Think, yeah, like go sell something. Who needs yeah. you know, who do I need to follow up with? Who needs to buy more? Yeah. I think that's so important because yeah. from a wealth standpoint, you know, there's the pundits out there and not mm -hmm. mentioning any names, want to tell you to turn off the lights and eat ramen noodles and you know, never go mm -hmm. to the movies or whatever to build wealth. I don't think from that lack perspective. It I comes agree. back to what you're saying of prosperity from mm -hmm. that, that perspective of that you can't have that you're right. ever going to get to wealth. I mean, that's why I don't like the word budget. I don't talk about budget. I call it a money plan. I mean, that means yeah. I'm in control, right? right. I planned it just like, I mean, as you know, Tracy, I've lost like, um, in, for the listeners, I've lost about 60 pounds in the past year yeah. and it wasn't a diet at all. I mean, that felt mm -hmm. restrictive to me. I was on a healthy eating plan. I was choosing mm -hmm. what things to eat. That's, I mean, it's all again, back to the mindset. I mean, that, you know, that has nothing to do with my skill set of me making more money, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just that that's the way I think about the whole money equation, right? Yeah. Agreed. But, but so, did, so did you get all six of your... All like, six are done. Exactly. And now, and now uh, that's right. Now, but then also, moving through the formula. Exactly. But then you also had talked about the cycle of prosperity. Yes. So and this is what that key. is. Yeah, this is so important. Um, Jim Rohn wrote a great book called The Seasons of Life. And in his book, he goes over how life parallels the changing seasons and that the seasons will change without fail and that what we do in each season determines the success of the next based on the parable, the, the sower and the reaper. Now, what I really like is he also speaks about through difficult times personally or financially that the winter in your life will eventually give way to spring. And I know so many people are sitting a little Little bit in that in that area yeah, and then yeah. then he goes to say um success is neither magical nor mysterious success is the natural consequence of consistently applying basic fundamentals so here's a very good example for you because intentional prosperity building perfectly matches the sales cycle which is the productivity time, focus, and commitment parts of prosperity. So the sales cycle has four parts. 
plant seeds, water, harvest, reap the rewards. And so if we take a look at each of these, planting seeds, which is phase one, is really about prospecting and finding leads, right? So, so we get that under our belt. We've talked about it. Phase two is you water and nourish. And those happen with meetings, nurturing prospects, you know, connecting until they are ready to move to the next step. Um, and this can take, here it is, seven to 12 touch points. It's not a race. It's a destination. Um, and then phase three is when you get the yes. Yay, you get into the little bit of that harvest. And here's where we've been talking about that last phase, which is for reaping the rewards. This is where the greatest income can come from, referrals. This is where when you have those happy customers, they will refer you. This is where leverage that we just spoke about from the factors of prosperity come into play. So this is how you work smarter, not harder. 80% of your cost can come from the acquisition cost of a new customer. And this is where the cost can dramatically diminish when you leverage properly the ones that you have. And this again is the is kind of how all those four phases. And then there's one keystone that binds this all together. And it's referred to as the pipeline. <laughs> this is the piece um, and it's the last piece to understand the journey that you have to keep working it. And when this is done and it starts to fill the pipeline and when you keep repeating this, it can lead to a perpetual income machine because you're constantly rotating between each of the phases per prospects. And here's the big thing too. It takes six weeks on average to reap the rewards from a lead. And the killer of prosperity is not realizing that along with the fact that it never stops. So you see what is happening to you today is not a result of today's actions. What is happening to you today is a result of what you did six weeks ago. Exactly. So when you put that into effort, when you put that kind of the effort that you're doing today, right? It's what's going to create a great day six weeks from now. Now that removes the pressure of needing each and every day to see results, right? And again, there's a great quote by uh, Robert Louis Stevenson. Don't judge each day by the harvest you reach, but by the seeds that you plant. Plan. So if you're always aware that you're moving through the cycle and you understand the pipeline, this will get you to prosperity. That is so true. But, you know, it brings up a good point. Um, well, just the, uh, so many good points. But the, the, what I see is, let's go back to the networking just a little bit. People mm -hmm. in, in, in the six yep. to 12 touches. Yeah. Those people, one, do all the networking activities. They, if they do follow up one time. Yep. You know, that's There's a problem, you know, if they do, then yeah. they don't do step two, step three, step four. I Correct. mean, and I think people give up too soon. So if you just by pure stamina, you can yes. win. If you do, if you're the yeah. one that does the seven, eight, nine touches, that's <laughs> right. the other people well, fell off at number one or two. <laughs> less than, less than 2% of people follow up more than twice. That means you're leaving on average 98% of your money on the table, which is why I try to automate that part. Because a lot of times, if you've met a hundred people through the pipeline, you can't often follow up personally that kind of volume that's why again uh, we build the email marketing and nurturing funnels to keep touch points going until you can reach back out to them 
Well, and is, is consistency a big part of that too? Because I find that yes. I, I get going, I, what happens to me sometimes, I mean, one of the things that I sell is financial um, products, mostly to my clients. Most people don't come into the financial planning side directly. They, they're already clients and they're like, hey, Deborah, I need some help with this. Well, how we primarily sell that is we, we're doing live events in my office a couple times a month. And then from there, we would we do one, and we'd harvest those leads for maybe three, four, five months. Well, mm-hmm. the thing is, I never was consistently doing it every month. So right. then we'd work those leads, and then we the pipeline would be empty again, and we'd have right. to start all over again. Yeah, imagine That's roller coaster income. That's what happens yeah, it, there. It was kind of like you know, feast or famine, feast or famine. You know. Yep. Um, and I think that that happens too with, with email campaign, with, you know, just the nurturing campaign. Like I have a newsletter that's supposed to go out every single week. I mean, if I'm lucky, it happens twice a month. I mean, mm-hmm. um, which I guess is still better than <laughs> not yeah. doing it at all. But, <laughs> but I mean, it's just the consistency that I think yeah. is missing a lot of the time. I mean, people exactly. do the right thing, but then they only do it once. Right. Yeah. That's right. And, and, you know, and, and again, the automation part of it is not a replacement for an ultimate phone call, but it is to fill the gaps. And so um, that's just an important part. And as, and then, and then we go back to one of the points I talked about, which was kind of the results, the tracking and the measuring is part of results. So what does that take next? Right now you got to go into that email database and see who clicked going into your email database, seeing who clicked on something and calling them and finding out or following up, right, um, right. that is a heck of a lot easier than get back in the car, driving an hour to Los Angeles, doing a two hour networking event, finding two and a half hours of traffic coming home, right? There's right. six hours burned in a networking event or 15 minutes in the back end of your email. And so right. people are, are often focusing on the wrong things. They've got a lot of great people already in, in their in their corral and they're constantly going back out and pushing more into the corral and not taking care of the ones that are here. Right, right. Well, one thing I do that I've started this year that I've known about for a while is I have like a bubble chart of my hot list of people that that need to be followed up with. I mean, there's still automatic stuff going on, but we've had a, you know, they've, they've clicked on something and we've had a conversation. You know, they go on to, maybe they didn't yeah. buy that time, they weren't ready or whatever. Because I mean, that's people right. are going to buy when they're ready to buy, not when you want them to buy. Right? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a hard one to understand sometimes. Well, you, <laughs> got, you just got to think of it in terms of apples. You have your green apple likes you, not ready, not ready, not ready. I've had people on my my email database for five years that finally turned around and bought something, right? And then you have your ripe apple, that person that comes in the door and says, man, I am so ready for change. You know, I need, I need a landing page. I need this. And I'm like, great, quantum leap follow up. Let's get you done. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. But it's, it's really, I mean, the thing is, it comes back down to the role of the entrepreneur really is, is in, you know, keeping the clients happy and, and leveraging those clients that you already have. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we get busy doing the, the, I mean, it's yep. so easy to get, you know, go down that social media. Social media can be busy work. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, all of yep. it really can be. I mean, yep. and even the fulfillment a little bit can be busy work when it's really stuff that is not your level of expertise to be doing. I mean, right. I can key in a tax return and probably faster than anybody else. But right. the reality is I'm better used in that last little review part or yeah. the strategy part with the session with the client, yeah. not yeah. keying in their W2s. I mean, and, and that's again, where I come in, right? I do the front end, I do the front end kind of brand strategy and, and, um, 
uh, you know, really just lay out the direction, what, what a site or what, what their follow-up or what their lead magnet should look like, then that goes off to the team. I don't touch it again until it comes back for review. And then I, you know, then we present to the client type of thing. Because I could definitely sit there and, you know, key the stuff in, or even like on my marketing stuff, I could play around. I actually did an awesome header for a group for my, for something on Facebook. And I'm like, wow, I did that in Canva, but was that really something I should have been spending? I mean, just because I can do it doesn't mean we should. I know. I, well, <laughs> as long as we recognize those moments, because I'm guilty of them too. You know, I, I've been building these little, I, I, I was learning a new tool and building a website and, and getting it down. But in my case, I'm often doing that, not because I want to keep doing that. It's because I'm documenting, right? Exactly what has to be done. Once I get it down to a formula, I'll record it. And then I'll say to my staff, do it that way every time. See, that's so important because if you are going to get out of the fulfillment, out of the yeah. week of your business, you've got to make sure, and that is templating in some way, giving them a yeah. video, giving them a checklist or whatever. So yeah, that the I do experience, both. the customer experience is the yeah. same as mm -hmm. if you would have done it all yourself. You don't want yeah. it to be a different, you know, well, Deborah did it this way or blah, blah. You know? I mm -hmm. mean, it's got to be, it comes back to consistency. I mean, yeah is is just important all the way around well if you look at a franchise you look at something like mcdonald's right they have a formula for the setup of the store the way a burger's made the way you twirl your ketchup everything is a system and without systems in place then your entire infrastructure can't support new clients and it can't scale Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and, and, I mean, and not that everybody wants to scale, but the reality mm -hmm. is you only have X number of hours in a day. If you're not scaling, you are putting a, a, a ceiling on what you can. You're make. either going up or you're going down one of the two, right? There's no coasting that doesn't, doesn't, you know, exactly. your income will go one way or the other. And then you have to determine, um, you know, okay, if my income's going down because I am stuck in the weeds, I'm constantly doing this stuff myself you're going to have to take that bite, move investment money to another staff or a hire or a freelance or somebody or a coach or a company, whatever it is, get them doing that because your income might, you know, might hurt for a little while because you've just done a major investment, but then it's going to go up and it couldn't have gone up without that in place. And what would have happened is if you don't make a decision and implement something that you need, when you need it, then what's gonna happen is you will go down to whether it's one month, two months or three months from now, the actions of that six week decision will, be a, will, will um, so appear six weeks later. But what I find a lot of times, because I am in the number side of what they're doing a lot of the time is because they're not keeping up with, with they're not tracking their numbers really. They don't even know what is profitable and what they should be doing and what they should be investing in. Right. I call it I call it managing by the checkbook. They're like, oh, there's right. money in the bank account, so I'm doing it all right. right. That is just you can't scale like that. You can't right. do it without having the the systems in place. Yeah. And the 80-20 rule, applying the 80-20 rule. Every single year I go through a process, I, oh, I, I analyze the entire company and its performance. And then I say, which products move forward, right? Because we have whatever, we have 20 products. Which products move forward based on what the 80% and, and, and you know, people invest, 80% of the people invested in 20% of the products. So which of those products move on? Because, or which of those are in a life cycle, right? Maybe they're brand new and we haven't 
properly launch them. But you've got to look at all of that. Otherwise, I, I constantly, and this goes back to focus, constantly am encountering clients that have 500 things going on and they have 17 products and this, that, but none have made money yet. It's because they love to create they don't like to sell, right? right? right. Well, unfortunately, uh, ultimately, you'll have the greatest suite of products that nobody bought, right? Exactly. And that's, again, if we go back to my number one product um, that I have right now, Your Million Dollar Design, which is how to create an online program guaranteed to sell, I built that specifically to address the focus issue. And you said it in the beginning um, that women, you know, weren't, were, were, were spinning their wheels and working really hard and putting in 80 hours and not making any money. So what I did, I reversed kind of the algorithm. And I said, we're going to make a product on a piece of paper and you're going to sell it. And you're not going to get to create any of it until you've sold it. Because if you can't um, sell the, sell just 10 of these without, um, you know, then, then it's not a viable product and you're going to end up investing all this time and money into building something yet again, that you won't sell. Right. I, I heard, I remember hearing a speaker talk about how she spent like six months making this great program back in the days, you know, when we didn't really have this and, and, and she sold seven. She's oh. like, I spent six months of my life. Yeah creating this program and seven uh -huh. people bought it. I mean, all the time that happens, people will tell me they've just created this gorgeous membership site and they got it all going and they got 52 weeks of data in there and yada, yada and they're all ready. Nobody's buying, nobody's coming in the door because you never, you, you build in front of a person buying. Mm -hmm. So when I built my um, very first membership site, oh my God, I'm probably going back 15 years and this is online. I was, I, I, I had this rule that I was teaching all of my clients back then, create four weeks of data in your membership site and then start selling and then stay one week ahead of them because you got to watch the recurring. Are those people moving to the next month? Are they moving to the next month? You need to add sticky factors. All of this philosophy has to go on to carry somebody through a membership site. So again, just because now you've sold a few people, you still don't go off and build. Just stay a couple of weeks ahead of the, the people buying in and you'll be just fine. I love that. I love that. I mean, I think people spend too much time trying again, it's done is better than perfect. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I also, one of my little things is to the second grader, the third grader is a genius. I mean, not saying that we're yeah, only that far ahead of our correct. person, but, but in yeah. our area of expertise, we are yeah. so head and shoulders above mm -hmm. what our customers are looking for that. They're not going to notice that you don't know 1% of a hundred percent. I mean, well, you know, it's so funny. I had a client come in just last week for, and for your million dollars design, creating an online course. She's this uber cyber security specialist, right? She knows everything about this and that and the other thing. She was terrified to pull the trigger on this piece of paper because she was afraid someone's going to come in and ask her a question she doesn't know. I said, first of all, you know, you're up here and all the people coming in are like 2000 miles below you because she has extreme knowledge, right? Um, and I said, the, and if, if that ever happens, happens to me, right? If that ever does happen where somebody saw something or heard something and they ask you a question, say, you know what? I don't know that. I I'm going to investigate it though. And I'll get back to you. It's okay to not be 
be the walking encyclopedia. Exactly. Who would be? Who would yeah, be? Yeah, exactly. We're not Google, you know. Uh, let me get that for you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Wait, yeah. let me think for a second. <laughs> That's right. Are, well, are you on the call going, Surrey, what is the thing? <laughs> exactly. Well, see, that's even like when clients ask me like the standard deduction or where the rate brackets change that, I mean, I'm talking strategy with them. I'm not, yeah. I mean, my computer knows that it went from 12,200 to 12,400 or right. anything that I could Google in five seconds and find the answer to. I don't have to go off the top of my head. I know there's okay. a standard deduction, right? I mean, right, right, right. Exactly. Of it. That's right. It, this is the right is, one. This is the right. Game. <laughs> you will win your business through strategy. Right. I, all this stuff I do like yourself with every client, you know, we start with strategy. Where do you want to be? And we work our way back. And then we put in the action steps that will take it to get you to where you want to be. And, and that's the simple thing of it. And, but what happens is people don't understand the sequence of the steps because they're not entrenched in it every day. That's why coaches exactly. and mentors. Exactly. They're kind of, it's almost like they're trying to get across a, a, a brook, you know, like a, a bubbling brook and jump from step to step, but they haven't looked to see if, if the path they're taking is going to get them all the way there, you know, what I'm saying? Right. like get jump to there. one step and then you decide exactly. which one you can't do business like that. You've yeah. got to see several steps ahead. Right. I mean, or else you're going to get lost. You're going to end yeah. up, if not, you've jumped left, 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 left. And wait, that's a dead end. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> or, or they're skipping what they're doing too. Right. They're, they're jumping something because they don't understand what's there. So they jump it and then they jump it and then they jump it and then they get to the end and they have 12 products and two coaching programs and half a website and half of this and no list and whatever, right? You're and a sales. What happened? <laughs> they forgot the pieces in between. Those were the, the linchpins to making all of it work. And that's why usually when I get a client at that point, I'm threading what they have. This is great. You got all this super. Now we're going to put the strategy. Now we're going to do what I call fill the gaps. And the gaps are you miss this, you miss this, you miss this. Exactly. Exactly. So awesome, Tracy. I mean, this has been a great conversation. Um, What, in closing, what one thing would you, if you could look back to your 19 year old self when you were starting this, what would be one piece of advice that you wish you would have had, you know, that you know, now that you're like, gosh, if I'd known that then this would have been so much easier. Right. Okay, so I always joke about this. When I was first asked this question, I said, tell yourself to buy Google, right? Okay. (laughs) But but as far as a business is concerned, um, I think the biggest error I made in the early days of my company were two things. The first was I didn't properly build and manage a list right? We didn't, you know, it came into act and goldmine and, you know, we were typing stuff in, but I didn't really take advantage of the influx uh, and the power we had within that, that database that we should have built. What I want people to be clear is your list is an asset that will help you sell your company. Bottom line, it's not just, it's not just that income that you're going to get rated on. It's how many people are in your database. And that's what people are looking at from an exit strategy. Um, and the second thing is get help, get a mentor, a coach, uh, a strategist, a person that does some of the work for you. Um, and, and the other thing is don't get someone to do the work for you without the strategy right? Or else again, we're back to paying money on busy work. So you want to really get somebody into your life that's going to help you continue to 
to let you grow in the right direction. Cause I went down many dead ends um, and lost many great opportunities simply because I didn't have the guidance. I was a solo CEO in the software industry. I'm going kind of back to those days. Um, and, and I really, I had no navigation and compass to follow. Um, and so get, help, get somebody in your life that's going to help you keep moving forward or else you'll constantly be in the weeds and you don't need to be. Exactly. I love it. I mean, there's, 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 there's a lot of paths to get to success. Why not take the fast path, which is letting someone that's been there, yeah. hold your hand and get yeah. you to the right place. Yeah. Well, Tracy, this has been an awesome, awesome, you know, part of, of what I'm hoping will be a great series on the podcast. It's, it's a great perspective. I know that, I mean, I'm just thinking of how similar our backgrounds are in that we started at such a young age, women in kind of a male, more male dominated field and how, yes. how things have really changed Horrible. over, you know, yeah. changed over these past, you know, decades. Yeah. I mean, still in my industry, and I think it's probably yours in tech as well. Still, when I go to a financial conference, I'm a minority still being a woman in the room. I mean, even yeah. though I've been for the past couple of years, a top producer in whatever mm-hmm. brokerage I've been with, I mean, just because I've got great clients that mm-hmm. you know, listen to what I say, mm-hmm. um, but you're, we're still a minority in yeah in these kind of technical financial money kind of realms. So it's, it, we need to be out there kind of shouting into the wilderness of what's changed in in girl power, women power. I, I, I'm, I am such an advocate for women's businesses. It's absolutely insane. It's probably why we're also attracted to the same groups that we're a part of. It's because uh, I, you know, I really believe that, you know, they, women right now have the ability to, to manage, create, uh, deal with what they got to deal with and, and really they listen, right? It's, I think it's one of the, one of the great skills is they listen. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I do think, I mean, I'm a pretty headspace kind of person. I mean, we have really a lot of technical knowledge, but I do think women happen to maybe not lead from the heart as much, but include the heart a little bit more. hundred percent empathetic. We, we understand. And yet at the same time, we also can't be so sympathetic that we let it ride or let it be an excuse. We then also have to turn in and put our velvet gloves on and be the little bit of the cheerleader while we throw a punch. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. A little punch there. Well, I really, really appreciate you being a guest. And for those of you that are first time listeners, please check out some of our other um, episodes that are out there and look forward to our upcoming episodes. We've got um, someone talking on mindset coming up in a few weeks. I'm actually going to do a um, uh, just year end tax planning kind of just talk myself on some great things. That's not all I do, but I mean, it is one of my superpowers to help you make, keep more. But again, until you see us the next time, remember to make more money, keep more money and grow more money. And if anybody asks you why you tell them that Deborah Daniel told you so. Thanks. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.